it's our custom at Beth Israel when we begin a Torah study together that we like to pray in this way. Blessed are you, Lord, our God, King of the universe, who sanctifies us with his commands and commands us to engross ourselves in the words of Torah. So I want to encourage you to read along with us in the scriptures. I know you have a Bible in your house, so open up your Bibles to uh, the first reading, this week's reading, Vayikra, in Leviticus chapter 1. I just want you to make a note of this because we're going to be scanning for some important ideas here, and then I want to encourage you to read on your own if you haven't as well. We are posting hot links on our Facebook page to the readings for this week, and uh, it, you'll be able to look around and, and find them after this event, and then you can read for yourself from the Complete Jewish Bible text that we have referenced here. But in, in this passage, we're, we're reading about the call for Israel to recognize when the, the people of Israel need to come and make offerings or sacrifices because of sin that they've committed, because of iniquity, because of trespasses. There are a variety of conditions uh, that are mentioned here. But I want to focus on the different states of mind and the conditions that apply. And if you're reading these, these scriptures in Vayikra, you'll notice that there are several references to not just the condition of the heart, if you will, but the state of mind, with what attitude, with what perspective, with what uh, motivation did someone commit a sin, and why are they now coming to the Lord for an offering, a sacrifice for forgiveness? And there are three particular states of mind that are referenced in the scriptures that I want to point out to you. The first one is what you could call the I, did, I didn't know. I didn't know. It's a position of ignorance. I just didn't know that this was wrong. And then the second state of mind is, well, I didn't intend it that way. I didn't intend that. Um, it wasn't my deliberate intention to sin, but I did sin. And then the third state of mind could be described this way. I knew better, but I did it anyway. I knew I wasn't ignorant. I, I knew what I was doing, but I just didn't stop myself at the time. And I, I think that there's a, a variant here that, that we can also consider that has to do with the ignorance. I didn't know. There's another variance. None of us knew. All of us as a group, all the people I'm with, all the people that I fellowship with, the people who I worship with, my entire community, maybe my people group, my, maybe my entire nation, we just didn't know that this was wrong. And that's why we're coming, because now we know that it's wrong and we want to change what we're doing. Now, what's important is that in all of these cases that the scripture is talking about, there's the recognition of the guilt of each person. The one who didn't know, the one who didn't intend to sin but did, and the one who did, 
they knew better, but they did it anyway. Each one of these is guilty. In fact, all are guilty. There's a scripture that says, all have fallen short. Each of us has gone our own way. It's important at this time as we're checking our own spiritual condition to be able to say, I missed the mark. I sinned. I fell short. Because in every case, these, these people fell short, even though what they were motivated by, for instance, ignorance and intention are very different. But, but each is instructed to confess their sin, to repent, and to bring their sacrifice. Now, that's an important perspective. That's an eternal perspective. This has to do with the human condition. It has to do with human nature and the nature of human beings to God. And I want us to pay close attention to this because it will help us not only in our spiritual walk, it will help us become useful to other people. When someone has different motivations but realizes that they still are guilty, it's not because they're under this terrible psychological condition of guilt. They just know that, in fact, they're guilty. They did something that they now recognize as wrong. They regret it in such a way that they're ready to take action for change. That's very different than another perspective, which simply says, I'm not guilty. And it might say something like this, I didn't know, so I'm not responsible because I just didn't know. And another one, I didn't mean it that way, so it's not on me. In human relations as well, we can see this operating. How many times have we used that as an excuse? Well, that was not my intention. Or how many times have we seen some public apology by a well-known person who says, if I offended anyone, uh, I apologize. That is not the same as saying I did something that was offensive. It sort of transfers the guilt to the recipient rather than the actor. And then there's another variant of the I'm not guilty. It goes like this. I knew better, but so what? Does it really matter? Well, the Haftorah portion in Isaiah 43 speaks of all of this. It speaks about an attitude that really is the underlying attitude that we have to be most careful of. And, and we need to pay attention to it in ourselves. And we need to pay attention to it in order to understand how to be useful and helpful to other people. So turn to Isaiah 43, and we'll look at simply two verses, verse 21 and 22. And the Lord is speaking to the people Israel, to his chosen people, to, to the sons and daughters, the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, of the great patriarchs and matriarchs of Israel. And he's saying, this is the people that I formed for myself for myself. I formed them with a purpose that they would belong to me so that they would proclaim my praise. They would be an instrument of making God known, of giving praise about God, of telling other people the, not just the, the greatness of our God, but the goodness of our God. And then verse 22, but you haven't called on me, Yaakov, because you've grown weary of me Israel. You haven't called on me because you've grown weary. People grow weary of God, and that's the underlying problem that the prophet is addressing here. 
they don't feel like being accountable anymore. They don't feel like being responsible. And they're tired of all this God business. And I've, I've been thinking about that because I've noticed that, that there are a lot of folks out there today who are convinced because there are religious hypocrites that, that God is irrelevant to their lives. And it's like they're saying, because there are religious hypocrites and because there are religious haters, then God isn't real and he's not relevant. And I, I thought about it in another way, in a similar kind of situation where it would, it would just appear obviously wrong. If you compare it to me medical health, if someone said there are hypochondriacs, therefore medical science is irrelevant. We would all know that person uh, has, uh, yeah, exactly. They're not thinking clearly. They do not have wisdom or understanding. Just because there are hypochondriacs or people who exaggerate uh, their symptoms or their reactions, you know, they can be really dramatic in, in how they're expressing themselves. That absolutely doesn't mean that medical science and medicine are not real. The existence of extremes does not disprove the reality. And I want to, I want to help all of us see that the scriptures we're looking at this week are pointing to an ongoing problem of the human condition and what to do about it. We all fall short. We sin. We are subject to iniquity and evil. And I was thinking about uh, what we've been hearing uh, from the, some of the medical experts and how important it is as we're dealing with coronavirus to have an efficacious solution. That's the word for today, efficacious, a good medical term and scientific term. But it's also a term that could be applied to spiritual health. We need an efficacious solution. We need a solution that actually works to help us deal with our human condition of falling short. Simply brushing off religious hypocrisy or extremism is not an efficacious solution. It doesn't deal with the underlying problem. Each one of us falls short. One of the great teachings of Torah is that everyone falls short, including Moses, including the high priest, Aaron, including, including all the high priests, all of Israel falls short. It is not the perfection of Israel that, um, that is presented to, to us in Scripture. It is the humility of Israel in recognizing the imperfections of our human condition. When we recognize our imperfections, our falling short, our deficiencies, in terms of an utterly holy God, not just measuring ourselves against other people who, who seem to be less than we are or, or worse than we are, uh, not measuring against people that way, but measuring against a perfectly holy standard of a righteous and holy and good and compassionate and loving and just and true God. When we measure ourselves against him, we recognize that we fall short, that we sin, that we need help. And in that humility, we come to God. All of the readings uh, in this week's Torah portion about sacrifices 
can be read with this in mind. What do they show us about the human condition? Don't get lost in, in the old system of uh, animal sacrifice. Don't get lost in those details because we have, we have a new kind of sacrifice, but we still need a sacrifice. We needed atonement then, and we need atonement now. The means by which we get that atonement is connected to our faith in God and our desire to be faithful to him, to trust him, and to accept his description of what the true remedy is. Yeshua came to be an atoning sacrifice for us. We need an atoning sacrifice. The atoning sacrifice has changed since temple times. In a way, all of Judaism agrees on that. But Messianic Judaism recognizes what has become the actual correct and new, appropriate and timely sacrifice for all of us. And that is the sacrifice of Yeshua that God provided for us himself. The need has not changed, but we have discovered that the way of coming to the Lord has changed. Yeshua said it this way, come to me. All of you who are overloaded and overwhelmed, if I can use a fair interpretation of a familiar scripture, come to me. All of you who, who find yourself just overwhelmed and, and you're carrying such heavy burdens during this time of, of dealing with the coronavirus, during this time of disruption, this time of change, come to me, all of you who are just weighed down with life. And Yeshua says, I will give you rest. Shabbat is a gift from God that's meant to improve our lives. We need rest. We need refreshment. We need time with God that is not hurried. We need time with people together with God. Yeshua said, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of us. He's right there with us. We need God with us. That's one of the reasons why we're, we're doing this Facebook Live presentation. We need each other and we need God with us. We need to know that God is with us. It's not just the knowing, we need to experience it. And our hope is that through, through these times on Facebook Live, live from home, that we'll be able to connect with each other, we'll be able to connect with God, and together we'll be able to connect with God and with each other. Remember this, you're not alone, God is with us. Remember that we are together as a mishpocha, so you're not alone, stay connected. We want you to be connected with us. We want to be connected with you. And we want to encourage you to do everything you can to stay connected with us. I want to take a moment with Rabbi Yuri, and we want to do some prayer. I, I asked um, one of our members, Dr. Joe Torano, if it would be all right this morning if we pray for him. He's an ER doctor, an emergency room doctor here in Jacksonville. Yesterday, he had a shift where he had to deal with uh, patients coming into the ER with respiratory issues. And so that's the front line for coronavirus um, assessments. And I think it'd be good for us 
as a congregation to pray for Dr. Joe. So would you join with me? Lord, we lift Dr. Joe Toronto up to you. We pray for his safety. We pray for Grace, his wife, for his kids. We pray, Lord, for protection for all of them. And we pray also, Lord, that, that you will use him and other doctors together with him to um, effectively identify, to diagnose, and to help everyone who comes in with uh, urgent need. And I pray for those patients as well, that, that you will pour out your healing mercies upon them, that you'll show compassions, and that you will help us, Lord, uh, in our continuing fight with coronavirus in the name of Yeshua. And Rabbi Yuri, could you join us in prayer in this direction and with other things that the Lord puts on your heart? Yeah, Lord, thank you so much for, for your peace, Lord. Thank you for your joy, Lord. Thank you for, for this time, Lord. Thank you for these special times, special moments, Lord, to, to look for you, to seek you, Lord, to pray to you, Lord. Lord, we ask in the name of Yeshua for everyone who is around us, Lord, who lost their hope, and their faith, Lord. We ask for people who are in fear and in panic, Lord. We ask that you bless them and please help these people to, to, to think about you, Lord. Thank you so much for all congregation, Lord, for all our families, Lord. Please bless us, keep us, protect us, Lord. Thank you so much for your protection over, over all of us, Lord. Thank you for your presence, Lord. And Lord, during this time, I can feel your presence. Thank you so much for your presence, Lord. Thank you so much, Lord. We ask for all people who are in the front line today, who is fighting with this virus, Lord. We ask for your protection over all of them, Lord. And we ask for your victory, Lord, in the name of Yeshua. Let your kingdom grow in this planet, in this place, Lord. Let your word share around this place, Lord, in the name of Yeshua. Amen. And Lord, we... We pray for our own hearts and for all of us in the Beth Israel Messianic Synagogue. We pray that our hearts would be open to you and that we would desire to serve you and to serve others. Uh, keep us tender during these times and let us not just be overruled by fear. Let us not um, just fall into complacency too, but we take these times seriously and we, on, we want to understand, Lord, what to do, when to do it, how to do it. And so we ask for wisdom. We pray you would pour wisdom on us. Your word says that you give wisdom to those who ask and you give it without reproach. And we're so thankful for your graciousness towards us. We ask also, Lord, for your shalom to be poured out on all of us, that we would be filled with your shalom, with your peace, with that overwhelming sense, Lord, of completion and fullness that comes from you. Not just the absence, Lord, of struggle, but the presence of real peace. And we pray that not only would we have shalom, but that we would overflow with shalom. We remember the words of Yeshua that rivers of living water would flow out from us. And let the life that you've given us through Messiah be instrumental and beneficial to all those around us. Let us be instruments of blessing. We pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rabbi. This is the weekend each month, the last weekend of each month we do this. We celebrate the Mila Messiah, Seedat HaMashiach. And it's an important time for us to celebrate together. We are going to celebrate at a different time um, because of the needs for 
adjustment in our schedule and some other technical issues. So we're planning to celebrate the Meal of Messiah together this Wednesday night at 6.30 p.m. That is a normally scheduled time where we would meet at synagogue for a prayer meeting, a time of worship and prayer and fellowship together. But we're going to be meeting together live from home. Now, here's the thing. We want to meet not only from our homes, but your home too. And so we want you to be prepared to join with us from your home. We'll have a time of worship with Rabbi Yuri and Rebetz and Ina, a time for the Meal of Messiah, time to pray together, some news and some other updates. We're going to be using the Facebook group, not the general Facebook page, but our Facebook group. It's called Beth Israel Messianic Synagogue Mishpocha Group. And you can join it. Uh, on our Facebook page, but it's a specific group. It's not broadcast to the public. It's just a limited access group. If you're part of Beth Israel Messianic Synagogue, if you're part of the Mishpocha, or if you're close with us, uh, please join us. And also we want to encourage you to follow this page on Facebook and to like it also. It's sort of like a subscription that notifies you of updates, but don't forget, even when you get that notification, you have to refresh your pages sometimes and you have to scroll down in order to find uh, new posts because there could be things at the top of the page that remain static uh, depending on what you're using and one other thing we want to ask you about and that is if if you're finding this valuable and useful for yourself would you take the time not only to like what we're doing because that helps Facebook uh, spread the news to your friends on Facebook as well. But when you share it on your Facebook page, if you click share uh, at uh, the bottom of this post, then it will give you the opportunity to share onto your own Facebook feed so that your friends and, and those who, who follow your uh, Facebook presence, they can see what's happening here with us and they can join us. I want to take a moment and, and thank everyone who is continuing to support the congregation with your tithes and your offerings. When, when we talk to people about what it means to be a Messianic synagogue, we talk about standing shoulder to shoulder, carrying responsibility together, and helping make things happen. We talk about the idea of um, committing our time, our sacrifice of time, our, our um, efforts, our attendance, we commit ourselves, we commit with our tithes and our offerings as well for the support of the congregation. We commit to serve one another through the ministries of the congregation. The financial commitments that our members make are just so important. We're so thankful to all of you who are continuing with your financial commitments during this time of disruption and the giving of tithes and offerings, especially through our online portals like Giving Fired and PayPal. This provides real stability for us. All of our expenses remain the same, even though we're not able to use the building in the ways we normally do. We have all of our normal building expenses and other expenses as well. Plus we have new expenses associated with uh, developing this new technology that enables us to live stream with you. We've had to buy equipment. Uh, we've had to upgrade our service, our um, internet service and we're just having to invest additional monies in order to make it possible for us to connect with you and not have um, the kinds of breakdowns in 
the feeds from our end. It's still possible that our internet services could slow down, but we think we've got enough bandwidth to avoid that. It's also possible, and we know for sure, that Facebook and the other services that we have to use in order to produce um, live from home, they're being overloaded. So at an individual level, you may find that your feed breaks down. Just be patient, maybe refresh if you need to. Sometimes it's even a good idea, as we've discovered, close your computer down, start from zero, close all the other apps, clear out your caches. If this makes sense to you, you know what I'm talking about. If it doesn't, ask your family geek what I'm talking about. But sometimes when you do this, it actually refreshes everything. As well, we're making backup recordings of all of these uh, events starting today, and we'll be able to choose between the best recording that we have in order to post a, a video after the event. It may take us a day or two to get those videos edited and selected, but um, we're, we're trying to provide for you an ongoing quality resource that's not frustrating in any way. We know that everyone's been patient with us. We thank you all so much for your patience. For those who have struggled to get um, a good feed, thank you so much uh, for being patient. For those who have had the interruptions, uh, the quality of service issues that cause sometimes the audio or the video to degrade, thank you so much for being patient with us. We appreciate that patience, but we don't want just to, to be complacent about it. We're trying to upgrade everything we're doing so that you don't have the problems and we don't have the problems and we can do everything in a quality way as we're committed to and as we normally do. Special thanks to those of you who normally bring your tithes and offerings to the synagogue uh, sanctuary when we're meeting together, and especially for those who normally bring your tithes and offerings as cash. We don't have a means now of receiving cash. And so we're so thankful for those of you who have made adjustments in the means by which you bring your contributions and have shifted to checks by mail or using your bank's bill pay service or the online giving, giving fire and, and PayPal. You can go to BethIsraelNow.com slash giving and you'll see all the instructions and you can find our mailing address if you want to use those. Um, these are ways that you can stay connected to us and ways that uh, you can continue to support us. We're so grateful for the stability that you provide for us. The stability and commitment that you provide is a way that you're standing shoulder to shoulder with us. And together, we're able to stay connected. We're able to, to adapt and adjust and use whatever means necessary so that we're connected as a mishpocha. We, we really love you, Sandy and I, and uh, Rabbi Yuri Rebetzinina. We, we have a heart that's very tender towards you. We thank you for the prayer request that you sent that enables us to pray uh, with focus and detail about you, your, your loved ones, and the things that you're facing now. And we're thankful also for your prayers for us. We so depend on, on your support in this way. The way that you stand with us and pray for us and encourage us, it really makes a difference. You can't imagine sometimes how frustrating it is for us to try to learn uh, so quickly what we need to learn in order to be able to function in this new situation. But I think you can relate to it because I know you're under similar situations. Those of you who are now having to work from home and you never had to do that, and you're having to learn how to use all the uh, remote capabilities that are required, um, we understand.
We're going through the same thing. We're all in this together. We're all learning. How do we adjust our lives? How do we change our schedules? What protocols do we need? Are they working? How do we um, amend them as we go forward? We're all in this together. You're not alone. We're not alone. We're not so frustrated that we're just giving up. We are not. We're a Kadima congregation. Kadima means forward. It even means charge. We're moving forward. We're charging forward. We're moving ahead. We are... Um, continuing to have confidence and commitment about um, what God wants to do with us and through us. So I want to encourage you to join the Mishpocha group, Beth Israel Messianic Synagogue page, um, the group um, that is a limited access group that enables you to join with us and to participate. That enables you to join at the time of prayer at 630 on Wednesday night uh, when we're coming together. I want to close right now with the ironic benediction, and I want to, I want to, um, I, I want to be surprised by my wife. Uh, wow, this is fantastic. Okay, so live from home right now, a surprise guest, my wife, Robinson Sandy. Hello, Sandy. Hello. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here with me. Normally, when we're at synagogue, Sandy will come up and stand with me when we close with the ironic benediction. And, and so, thank you so you're much. Welcome. This is so fantastic. Um, we're gonna pray the ironic benediction, and then for the closing segment, we're gonna switch back to the Corsions home uh, for one closing song. So, so continue to stay with us and stay tuned. Please pray with me. Yibarechachad and I, May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May he keep watch over you and guard you and protect you. May the Lord cause the light of his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his face to you and give you his peace. In the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom.